flat rocks. My peoples, welcome to the first book record beer episode. The fuck's a episode, dude? Let me tell you, simply put, it's a remote book record beer cast recorded at a local Philadelphia bookseller, record shop, brewery, music venue, or some combination therein. Our first tier takes place at a bottle shop in Roxborough called The Foodery. We'll dive into a chapbook from local publisher Split Lip Press and down Philly's own Yards Brewery's Sons of Ben Ale. We also discuss the music we're into now and a few local bands worth checking out. So sit back, enjoy, and take in the Philly. Sweet, sweet, sweet summer of Philly. Later on, my babies. So let's jump right in, right? Uh, I am going to do, as always, though, the intros have not gone away. I uh, will be will be introducing <laughs> each of the each of the gents around me. Of course, uh, once again, I am accompanied by Daniel DeFranco. Hey guys, Nick hey Gregorio. Heyo, and Michael Mahalik. Hello. All right. So uh, I'm introducing these guys as uh, if they were the first line of a flash fiction story. Here we go. I'm going to start with Nick. Number one. I like it. Here we go. First line of a flash fiction story. Nick was afraid of his front door. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading the next sentence. (laughs) That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Because you did uh, throw the gauntlet at me. Like, these have to be fantastic. And you'll get into why that is, right? Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Yep. All right. Uh, So (laughs) here we go. Uh, Daniel's next. Daniel didn't realize how good he had it. (laughs) (laughs) And then yours is is the weakest. I'm sorry. I like that too. Uh, I like it. That was good. Here's Mike's. Um, Michael swims in music notes and obscure 70s cinema. That's, That's it's good and true. Yeah, <laughs> more of a statement than an opening. You know, my yeah, intrigue. That's, I, that's I don't know. Good. I don't know. I put that. I on feel my like you are. Stone, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, so Nick Mahalik, I've written one for you. Although, uh, admittedly, this is um, two sentences if I want to use punctuation. Um, <laughs> Which one should? Yeah, America, America. The chorus repeated as Nick pulled up to his daughter's house. It's like having two flats and just one spare. The song continued as Nick killed the engine, hoping it'd start again when it needed to. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. He just did that three minutes yeah, ago. Well, there's, the, arguably, yeah. there's country music playing here. Yeah. It, it, it I was going to ask me. if that inspired it. I was going to ask if that inspired it. I thought so. I hit, was a, excellent. I, hit, I hit all the things, you know, pickup truck. Yep. America. Had a pickup truck. Live in America. And, you know, like an every man, like an everyday uh, problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So. He hoped it'd start again. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. That was really good. That was good. Um, so, yeah, before we get into uh, the chat book, Daniel, drop some knowledge on us uh, and our listeners for, uh, for this, you okay. know, because it is so, new. This is our first time. Yeah, so we're, we're doing a chat book by uh, Shasta Grant, and um, uh, it's fiction. So, chat books have previously, or, or I guess they've been uh, uh, traditionally, yeah, uh, poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, they're shorter, you can probably fit. 20, 30, I guess, depending on how long your poems. You could a bunch of fit, fit a bunch of poems in, you know, 30 to 40 to 50 pages, whatever chat book is. Um, since uh, flash fiction is growing in uh, popularity, some presses have started to do chat books of flash fiction. And w- what's flash fiction, if you don't know? Uh, generally, what is flash fiction? What's that? 
What is flash oh, well, what is flash? Tell us, Daniel. <laughs> Generally, a, a story that's a thousand words or less is, mm-hmm. is a pretty safe uh, uh, definition of that. Then yeah. there's there's even subsets of that. You can have like microfiction, which is like under three hundred words. Yep. Yep. There's some presses that do. I have all my students do microfiction. Yeah, I had uh, I wrote some microfiction. I don't think it's good, but we did it. So <laughs> you do, and there's like what the travel and like stuff like that. Different yeah. terms. Yeah, and yet you can travels. have uh, you know fifty word stories. Um, yeah. So. Um, postcard thing, yeah. yeah there's, there's so many cool. subsets. And the idea is that it's, it's not a long form. It's something you can really you sit there and you read, I guess, while you're pooping and like leaving comments on, you know, <laughs> philly.com or YouTube or something. You know, I don't know what people do. Well, but the thing about it is, though, as well, you're absolutely right, um, and we'll get into this, but you can breeze through them. However, with all flash fiction, the reason I have my students do it is because you really have to focus on the diction and the syntax. So. Right. That can be loaded. You're using yeah. a few words to say quite a bit. So, you know, in writing, we always say that every word counts. You know, you, every word is supposed to be the perfect one. And you know, yeah, yeah, it does. But I think even more so in flash fiction. I know. think the smaller you get, the more so. Right? Yeah, the more important like, your words and, and, have and to be. Think about it. Yeah, the novel poetry you could, is yep. a great example. And flash fiction is, is I would argue, almost like uh, prose poetry. You yep. know? Yeah. So, what was it? The, the Hemingway six-word story? Yeah, I mean, that's what it was attributed to, right? For sale. Yeah. Baby, baby shoes, comma never worn. Yeah. There it is. Well, the comma. So if you don't like read the comma, it's kind of just implied in the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's seven words. <laughs> comma. Okay, so uh, Shasta Grant, uh, she just I think she just came out. I think she just had her um, like official release last week. So this is like it's, this is July nineteenth when we're recording. Man. Yep. Uh, so I think it was just last week. Um, I think their official release party is like next week. She just made an event for it. If you're in Indianapolis, check it out. Um, so she was uh, a Kathy Fish Fellowship. Uh, uh, I guess, are you a, a winner of a fellowship? Recipient? Recipient, there you go. Yeah. So it's Smoke Long Press, and Smoke Long has been around since I think 2002 or three, and they're, uh, I, I guess, leaders in the field of flash fiction. They only publish flash fiction. Yeah, that's flash it. Flash fiction, yeah. So last year she was their Kathy Fish Fellowship recipient, um, which you get just by being awesome at writing flash fiction. And who's Kathy Fish? Well, Kathy Fish is, is if you don't know who she is, uh, check out some of her stuff. She is a master at flash fiction. She, she leads workshops, uh, I don't know, about three to six times a year. Yeah, I see online. them all over Twitter. Uh, yeah, people, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, so it's no surprise that, you know, Shasta, who has, uh, you know, won that Kathy Fish fellowship and then, you know, got her... I don't want to say got her start in, in Smoke Long because that's not where she started, but uh, we get it. Yeah, she's a she's enmeshed. <laughs> uh, it's it's it makes it's not a surprise that you know she put a chapbook out of of quality flash fiction. How many stories? Yeah. It's like thirteen stories. I think it's eight. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's eight. Ten. Ten. Sorry. Ten stories and yeah. like thirty pages, right? So. Yeah. 10 stories, 30 pages, absolutely. And some of them, you know, are... Uh, One page. Extraordinarily short, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, and they're from a number of different presses, but as you said, you know, Smoke Long is one of those that exclusively does flash fiction pretty much. And I remember uh, going to their reading at AWP this year, and um, that was some of the best work I heard at the entire conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic. It was really, really good. Um, so... Yeah, definitely a p- publication to check out. Yeah, Smoke Long is good. Shasta Grant is good. And uh, the press that published 
this Split chat lip. book. Splitlip. Yep. It's also local. And They're also awesome uh, yeah, Philly Press. Absolutely. So, so uh, let's jump in. Let's do it. Um, so I, I would like us to, if we could, ten stories, right? Yep. Um, which one did you think? And I'll start with mine. Give you a moment. Uh, but which one did you think really uh, sort of encapsulated the themes and? Um, and, and sort of things that you saw in the in the book, right? Because this is a collection, so she's done it with purpose. She's put these stories together. Yeah, there's intention. Um, you don't, don't just ten random stories. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, if you, if you looked at, um, I remember when this was going on for your submissions were open for the chat book mm-hmm. uh, for Split Lip. Um, you know, you could have you, you included uh, uh, visuals and different things in your manuscript as well. So, so this is really a, a, a collection where you are putting together a, a piece Right of art as that's meant to work together. So um, for me, it's uh, we're all sinners um, mm. because I thought that story um, it ends up whether purposefully or not dead center in the middle, um, and I think it encapsulates the the two really um, big themes that that I saw, which were uh, class and conformity. Um, you know, uh, I feel like Grant is really opposed to those things limiting people, um, but recognizes how much they do. Uh, and, and throughout the uh, chat book, that was what I kept coming uh, across was, were these notions of class, uh, you know, separating people, people fighting against the people, accepting it, uh, it holding people back and conformity. Right. Uh, y- you almost have to choose or not to conform at some point, And the nonconformists suffer uh, and the conformists are made fun of by the nonconformists uh, throughout here. And it just kept me it made me think of uh, that rage song, Know Your Enemy. Because I was like, class, conformity, assimilation, submission, ignorance, hypocrisy, brutality, the elite, all of which are American dreams. And that's, you know, just running through my head constantly um, as I'm reading this. Uh, mostly because I listen to a bunch of rage, but also because um, those themes, every word from that song and that little verse, um, I think, shows up in here. Uh, so for me, we're not, all sinners. literally. Was... Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, but these ideas are, are, are pretty present. So for me, um, we're all sinners was 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 the story that I think encapsulated it, um, and really sort of, um, you know, uh, I would say crystallized those themes. And ironically, the character's name is Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I agree. I think I could uh, I could just say yeah, I agree, and, and move on. You could, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but you're not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I thought that miniature Michael Phelps encapsulated themes that, that run through the whole, the whole chapbook. Uh, you know, in, in all the stories, and this one's no different, you've got a character that, you know, that makes a decision. Um, and, I mean, I guess in all stories, characters make a decision, right? Um, Pretty standard. But there's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's, there's always, like, the intention of another character... And, and how they act on that or, or don't react on that. And what I like about this one is um, uh, the generational divide of you've got the, uh, you know, you've got a grandmom. Uh, so it's told from the point of, uh, the point of view from, from a mother watching her son swim and then the grandmom's there. So there's this generational divide of the mother not trying to raise her son, you know, how she was raised with the, with the grandmom kind of still looming over it and I think that themes uh, of, of family and you know what's expected of you yeah. and you know how you react to you know your environment um, you know outside influences as uh, 
I guess, really as a woman in, yeah. in these stories, you know, because there's not a single male um, uh, protagonist lead, yeah, or lead character in, the, in these. So yeah. uh, I, I thought that that worked really well. And, and it's, it's the shortest piece in the whole, in the whole, the whole oh, chapbook. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's like so a you're punked out. Yes, it's, it's the only one I read. <laughs> but it is. This was only 32 pages. <laughs> it is a perfect example. What have you done? It is a perfect example of what flash fiction, and if you wanted to go a step further, what a piece of microfiction should be. It's not just a little snapshot. There's actually there's depths to it. Um, yeah, you know the yeah. upbringing of the mother because of these few lines because, that you yeah, get from like the one grandmother. Line. Yeah. yeah. And, and those single lines and that, again, that diction, it, it just, it, it reveals to you so much more about the character. Um, and yeah, you can agonize over those, mm -hmm. those few words. Uh, yeah. and, and that's what, like you said, and in the intro we were talking about, you can burn through this, yeah. Um, but you will probably find yourself rereading um, a, a story or two and or thinking about uh, it and, and some sort of, Revelation or, or realization, rather, will, yeah. will come. Yeah, that was the thing we were talking about earlier. Uh, precast is it's one of the pitfalls of, I guess, of flash fiction, especially when it's done so well, which which I think this is. Uh, is you could just flip flip right through these things, and and you might miss a lot of stuff because they're so short, and it's a short book, and there's, you get momentum, and you know you want a sense of accomplishment, and yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you finish the thing, and yeah. and then it's like, did you really get everything? So I, I read this uh, three times, and. Each time I was like, man, this was like I didn't notice that it was so it was so well done. Because yeah. yeah. so, the first time I read Miniature Michael Phelps, I was like, eh. you know, <laughs> like, like the, the standard Daniel reaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. There's, a, there's a great M -E -H. <laughs> yeah, that. M -E -H. That's common in a word document. M E H. <laughs> micro fiction. Yeah. Or micro nonfiction. Yeah. Point. Right. Yeah. Micro review. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Nick? What do you got? Uh, my, the, us girls just uh, crush me. Yeah, pretty brutal. much in every way. Crushing. Um, Fucking uh, fifty. As girls. in real yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> so, us girls is this 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 heartbreaking little story where um, these fifth grade girls are going to a sleepover at a girl named Erica's house, um, and Erica wears a wig now, and you know, you're not certain why, um, but they're they're all talking, gabbing, and they. They, may, they force Erica to go get her father's Playboys um, uh, so they can look at uh, women with breasts. Um, and then they essentially, again, force Erica to remove her wig. Um, and she had shaved her head. Um, I feel like she burnt her hair off. Burnt it? To be honest, because the, the scabs and... and oh, yeah. And like the... the I don't know. The description of it seemed like she had set her hair on sure. fire. Well, yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but I could be wrong. I could yeah. absolutely be wrong. It, yeah. You know, they, they found out. It, I don't know. I kind of took it as this this wanting to, in some, some form of comfort to her father, who's a cancer patient. Um, and they ridicule her for it. And it, it is it is... I mean, I think it touched on everything that you, you, you were talking about. I mean, family, conformity. Um, and it's, it's just the saddest, most beautiful piece in, in, the, in the work, in my mind. I, the the huh. thing about it was, and, and this is why I don't teach middle school, because um, that is a, a terrible time for... I don't know if you could talk to anyone 
and go, hey, what would you think of middle school? And they'd be like, awesome. I don't think one person <laughs> would ever, ever, ever say that because it's when you have those hormones. Yep. Everybody's getting into clicks. Everybody's getting into clicks so sure of themselves and so unsure of themselves that it's just this, this, this it all colludes to make the shittiest little people. Um, yeah, and, 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 they're, and, they're, and they're so bad to one another. And it's, it's, it's oh my God. Because my school is fifth through 12. So I sometimes they go down oh and sub. Man. And I, uh, I'll cover and I'll, I'll see this. And, and I just, I go, wow, you know. This You're is, you terrible. Have, you have no conscience. I taught middle it's, school it's this past year. It's as if they don't have year. a conscience. I taught God middle school this past year. And I, 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 I started to refer to it as the bug house. Um, because it was an absolute insane asylum, and the medical middle school sign. Dude, it was it was insane. I, and I thought I, I totally agree. I, I I may even change my choice. I think. Uh, oh really? Well, you're welcome. No, I don't. <laughs> oh come on, man! Give me something. <laughs> I was gonna for a minute, and then it, but uh, but um, the story actually actually has a few other things. But in any case, that one does. It, mm. I, I think it's the best story. How oh yeah, that? I think yeah, it's the best story absolutely. in the collection for yep. sure. And, and I it's also the the story. There. Uh, the title of the chapbook comes from. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Gather, gather us up and bring us home is the last line of that story. Absolutely, which, you and know, it's the mother's right. Which she, the the girl wearing the wig, does not have a mother right. anymore. And 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 she is uh, uh, watching these girls who had to sleep over, who were terrible to her, mm-hmm. get to be picked up by their mothers. Yep. And then they say, "Oh God!" They just lie and say terrible stuff to their moms, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, which makes it even worse. It's yeah, but it's so, that that one. It was just. Whew. I was on a plane reading it and almost broke into tears. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's it was, too it's too real and to know and especially and, and this isn't meant to be sexist or anything like that, but uh, middle school girls, I, I feel like are are the literal worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they are they are so much uh, 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 more, uh, I think, calculated in how mean and, and, and terrible they so are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. Uh, only just from my personal experience. I went to uh, I did very unfortunate uh, circumstance of transferring schools in middle school. Oh, in God. fifth grade, I went to a new school with a bunch of kids so who had known each other since kindergarten. Oh no! And oh, I was like, Jesus. I was like a chubby kid, and uh, really, me too. Yeah, Were you- yeah. I'll show you a picture. I looked like a chubby version of the kid from A Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, we'll, we'll get that up. Of Ralphie? Yeah. Oh my God. That kid's pretty uh, rotund as it were. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, not, <laughs> he's like, a Ralphie was bit. not a rotund. He was, he was, uh, it was his cheeks. You're obsessed with Anyway, well, we can call him a little lumpy at least. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's so my brother. So oh, yeah, yeah. I had some dis- you know, disadvantages working against me to begin with. Like all of them. Yeah. And <laughs> New kids, you're just the target. Yeah. Middle school, it was fucking terrible. But the girls were the only ones who showed any kindness towards me. So, you know what? So huh. there's that. Yeah. I think it's, it, it might be insular. It might be to one another. Yeah. Because I, I, I see that. To one another, they're, they're, they're effing terrible. Um, but you know what? I switched schools in third grade. Mm-hmm. And I was made to play with the girls. And yeah. the girls were the only ones who actually did hang out with me. So you just brought that up. It's like I was a hot fifth grader they wanted to, like, <laughs> you know. Like hold hands with, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, no, uh, it was genuine. You know, they just weren't little. Through most of I sixth grade, I was referred to yeah. only as the stalker, <laughs> because I would play football with my friends yeah. on the field uh, behind the school. This girl just so happened to live on the other side of the fence, and she just made something up that I was standing and staring at her house. <laughs> 
That's and they crazy. referred to me only as the stalker for about a year. And those things just don't they go stick. away. No, man. Like, That's why I'm afraid to go out no, my front door. No business. Oh. <laughs> That's how I do it. Nicely <laughs> done. Call back in the same wow, episode. Same app. Good C stuff. remote episode one. <laughs> You're in it. Nicely done. That so let me good. let me circle back to the chat book. Um, uh, the title of it, gather us and bring it, bring us home. Uh, so in flash fiction. Uh, titles. I mean, a title is part of your story, no matter what you're writing, whether it's a poem or a yeah. novel or, or a movie. You know, it's. Um, I will say, if I was going to be highly critical of this, uh, I don't think the titles to the stories are very good. Mm. I do think they're not terrible titles by any means. They're almost literal. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, the title of the collection, "Gathers Gather Us Up and Bring Us Home," is, you know, that 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 that's On got a point. ton of emotional resonance, yeah. and it's it's, yeah. it's profound. For the title of, of the collection, and that, you, you don't realize until you finish, you know. Exactly, yeah, and and that's something that we didn't touch upon either. Is the multitudes. most of these stories, yeah, um, uh, take place. I mean, this is like we said, purposeful collections, and many of these stories seem to not involve the same characters, but we are in the same town or something close to it. Seems like it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah which which I really. I, I, I frankly enjoy like my favorite I love when things are linked like that yeah, I love man, it I love it my favorite collection it's of not stories. even explicit it's just you just there's a sense yep. yeah, yeah, of yeah, it. yeah and yeah, that's yeah. I think that comes from you know a writer who knows what they're doing and yeah. it's easy to overlook that in such short work yeah. you don't realize how much is actually at play so um, kudos absolutely yeah, yeah. really fantastic yeah, work. I mean, because you see, you, you see all, all aspects too. We have yeah. the young girls with that. We have uh, what they might become when they get older, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. damage or might turn them or into not, you know exact. Well, yeah. I think mostly or not, because yeah. uh, that that damage from us girls might turn them into most likely to, you know, which is right. Uh, right. These these two people, uh, one of whom was most likely to do nothing, the other was most likely to do quite a bit, and both end up doing just about nothing and right. proctoring AP exams, right? Making that's fun of the kids that... Making fun of the kids that might... That is a great story, yeah. my God. And then, and then you see, actually, um, uh, the, the story ends up, and that's how she ends the collection, which I thought was kind of bold, because I actually anticipated ending on uh, the story where the title comes from. Girls, yeah. But, yeah. but it ends with, uh, most likely, too, because that actually shows the range, right? You're talking yep. about from high school to 15 years hence. Yep. And, and where do they end up? Uh, they end up... In a, in a pretty shitty place, and then one of them conforms, right, right to to what the expectation is yeah. of him right. uh, by the end, and and that and that I, I think yeah, I, there's just these these hierarchies, and that I, I really think that conformity just is, is yeah. so present yeah. every yeah. single one. And so, so the last uh, line of that story in the chapbook is, "And I be left alone, confusing my hunger for him with my hunger for a bright future, for any future really." So, that's. That's yeah. prevalent. You know, are you going to conform or, you know, are you going to, what's your intention? What, what actions are you going to take? You know, that line for, is a kick in the teeth. For like, it's yeah. big. what future? You know, and sometimes like you've got these characters, they're just settling for any future, whether you're going to yeah. like abandon your, your children, uh, you know, you're going to just work in the sunglass hut or if you're going to, uh, you're going to steal an RV and head west. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, cool. if, you know, I'm, it's there in all of them. Yeah. And, and I'll say, uh, the only thing, the only critical piece that I had, because mm -hmm. it's 10 stories, right? And we're kind yeah. of highlighting the really, really strong. Um, I, I, I wrote this note three or four times. Um, it gets there. Where, what, do you, what do you mean? Meaning that the story gets to the place that 
as a reader, you feel like it should, and you feel satisfied by yeah. the end. But not that there were any stumbles, but you weren't sure that it would get there mm-hmm. uh, throughout the entire read. Uh, and so mm. that was a note that I made on like three or so stories. Do so you think that would turn there. a reader off? Like I don't. Because I, they're waiting. They want it. You know, we're used to like movies or maybe more like pop uh, oriented uh, works. Where it wasn't that bow. Yeah. It was me personally mm-hmm. expecting X. Well, so that, that might just be a, uh, I don't want to say a pitfall, but just the form of what, what flash fiction is and just, you know, this short form, you know, it, stories that most people probably read on their phones, short right. attention pan stuff. It's become somewhat formulaic. Can yeah. we say that? Yeah. I, I think yeah, that yeah, sure. sh- uh, flash, flash fiction, fiction yeah. has, has become somewhat formulaic in that there's a tone Mm-hmm. When you pick For up sure. a piece of flash fiction that you you get and you, and you go, oh, we're getting into this like and I kind of mocked it in my intros because it, it'll be if you look at the, I think just about every story in here except for maybe one starts with a person's first name, mm-hmm. the proper noun, right? Michael, Dan, whoever, um, and and that's something like you give us a characteristic and then that will circle back. Well, there's no time to dilly dally, right? You there is. Gotta, yeah, you can't be screwing around. around. So so it's tough. Yeah. So yeah. that's the. But, I guess that's a pitfall of of the form and. Uh, but it is a it is a good collection. Yeah. It really is. No matter, no it, matter it was a treat. Like I don't even read on planes because I, I have like like ass clenching terror. On well, because you've walked out your front door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I just started reading, and it, it was it was it it calmed me to the point where I could sit on that plane and not freak. Wow. Yeah, it was a. So good yeah, stuff. not only do I I like it because it's good. I like it because it, 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 it saved me uh, five hours of stress. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, all right. Any closing thoughts? Uh, go buy it. Yeah, I buy think you can get it on yeah. Amazon. You can yeah. split lip. Go on, go to, go I feel get like a lot of people lip. don't know that, you know, A, you can buy it from the publisher, yeah. which oh, you that's, should. That's how I bought or it. Your, or your local uh, bookshop. Can order, order. Yeah. Right? Bookshop. Uh, I would suggest if you're in Manioka, Roxborough, going to the Spiral Bookcase. It's a great store. Um, if but, you're in uh, mm. Illinois on August 5th, you can get it at Barnes & Noble. Shasta will be having oh, nice. a, a book signing. That's cool. That's awesome. But, That's but this is the thing that I don't think a lot of people, like, you think the presses are all in New York or something like yeah. that. Like, we... We have them uh, here, and they are all over the place, and you should check out the publisher, yeah. right? Yeah. Buy from the publisher. I think she's in Indianapolis, too, in case anyone's going to make the drive to <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> let's go. To, to the random Let's go do a remote in Indianapolis. Let's just go do a remote in Indianapolis. <laughs> a couple too many PBRs, and we got the we, wrong state, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we just read your book. We just might say, we thought it was great. It was good. How'd you guys get here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I blacked out a while back. But we did. I was just looking at your Instagram. It seems like that was four hours ago. <laughs> I walked out my front door. <laughs> I did it. I has no idea. Right, let's, um, um, let's jump into the music segment, which is yes. going to be a little yeah, bit yeah, different yeah, yeah. than yeah. usual. So we don't actually I, have yeah, it's, uh, a we, set album. We don't. Uh, we're going to talk about what we're listening to now. And, uh, you know, staying current, staying hot, staying and, fresh. And keep local, too. Uh, and, and so I'm going to keep it local. I don't think... Everybody's got, but no. I've been listening to a lot of Creepoid, uh, and they are local. Creepoid is so and they kick good. Ass. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of them. Like, oh man, so they're like if, um, if they played Fest, Echo by the way. and the Bunnymen uh, were like just able to combine with a, a heavier, dronier, punkier. whatever. Like insert because that other band I don't know, right? <laughs> they they. they, they, they who knows? They might be 
whatever. But uh, uh, it, it combine that because they do have that 80s sort of ambience uh, that I really, really like. Um, and I saw them with another local band who I really, really like. I'm actually, uh, I was, I, I want to reach out, maybe do a remote with uh, Conversations because they're awesome. They're a more dancier 80s hmm. tinged sort of thing, hmm. but also dark, right? Cool. Creep Boy, it's dark, man. Oh, yeah, like, very. That bass is detuned. Oh, boy. Uh, and, oh, boy. Uh, the, the drummer is just super cool, uh, like just in the pocket, but they're not sludge and anything like that. No, but they have that, that, that shoegazy yes. ambience to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without the, without the, the droning there's stuff. A, well, it's just, there's a, there's a lot of like atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's happening. And it sounds huge. It does. And yeah. I've seen, I've only seen them, I think twice, maybe another time. Uh, and every time was that Kung Fu. Uh, You're still talking I, about Creepoid. And yeah. yeah, still talking okay. about Creepoid. Creepoid, just awesome. The conversations uh, is great. I think we might have played with them actually, Mike. Mm. Um, but they're 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 sweet. Uh, they're a little more dancing, a little more upbeat. Um, uh, and they both both bands have uh, both male and female singers. I think that's a really cool uh, thing that, frankly, you don't see too too often yep. yeah. anymore. Yeah. And uh, you know, you K-Fire, said of course does that. Yeah. Maybe Ma- it was Matt on purpose. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of examples. De- <laughs> we can think of. Well, yeah, but but in that format, like you're saying, of having like a droney type. Yeah, like, it's usually just a deep dude's voice. Yeah. And and that's all you get. So those are mine. And, of course, I'm listening to um, the newest Radiohead album quite a bit. I like, can't take it out. Is the okay, not okay? No, that's that's the reissue of okay. Yeah. yeah. The new album yeah. is, um, um, oh, my God. The one from last year? The one that, uh, Moonshaped Pool. Yeah, okay, that's last year. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I was yeah. like, was there a new radio album? No, no, no yeah. I, the newest, I thought that was the newest release. I didn't realize they re-released re, re it. Okay, yeah, the 20th the whole, anniversary. Uh, okay, extra computer. disc of um, three songs that we have never heard before, you yeah. know, I guess officially released. Is it a remaster? I guess yeah. so. It is a remaster, Well, yeah. that's the cool thing about the um, uh, Moonshaped Pool is uh, uh, the last song is um, True Love Waits, which, which was another one. So that so was a, that was an old B side that, yeah. that now yeah. they didn't have a, they couldn't find the years a, later. Yeah. Yeah. Holy jeez! Like but the thing about it is, when you heard it before, it was live, mm-hmm. a little more up tempo, stuff like that. The relationship I think that had started with that that Tom was in uh, just ended when they put out that album, and so you listen to his heart is breaking while he's singing it now, because yeah. uh, you know "Don't Leave" is the last line. Mm. And when he says it, oh man, it's just like. But it's also just you know, knowing that I was like, oh Jesus, yeah. you know, as as creators, you know, he wrote the Radiohead. They had that song "True Love Waits," and it just thematically didn't fit in with any of the other. It was albums. always a live B side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And I, I remember, I loved it. Yeah. I really, I really, really liked it. Um, back, yeah. you know, two thousand or whatever. I liked that before you guys liked it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> was it coming off like that? No, no I, was just, <laughs> I was just playing up the Philly hipster vibe. A little bit, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> might as well, yeah. dude. But I uh, knew about it before the band had wrote it. <laughs> yeah, that I th- actually wrote it and told them they could play it. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. That album is is something else. Um, so I'm actually listening to a brand new record. It came out in June. Um, it's a band called Heart Sounds, and they're like a a very technical skate punk band from San Francisco. Those two things don't usually go together. Yes, exactly. And that's why that's it's really cool. cool. Um, 
the male and female singer. Wait, is this the oh, one no that's shit. like has some surf in it? No. Okay. This is straight up skate with riffage okay, out the cool, wazoo. Cool, cool. I just saw something from like this all. I think it's an all female. Uh, okay. Like surf surf band that's huh. apparently awesome. I thought that might have been them. But yeah, this is not them. But um, the before Heart Sounds, the both singers um, were in a melodic death metal band called Light This City, and the Sweet. the female singer Laura was the vocalist in Light This City. So you, it was just all screaming, and now she's singing melodically. And um, so this record in particular is is stands out quite a bit because instead of doing a proper punk full length, twelve to fourteen tracks. They decided to write one 19 and a half minute long concept album. Is it a single song? It's one song. Oh, very cool. And it's like called. Um, Could be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's called Dualistic Narcissist. Um, oh, shit. I've had too much beer. <laughs> precisely um, one and a half. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, um, it is, it's about uh, mental health. Um, and the, the one singer, Ben, had a, a breakdown that he was willing to write about. Um, and it hit pretty uh, hit hard home for me because I have anxiety and depression, all that kind of stuff. So on, on one point of just listening to um, a one full body of work that doesn't feel like it was like six that were crammed together, like, like no effects of the, de- the decline. Sure. It's just one free-flowing thing. It's linear in that nothing repeats except one riff twice. Um, Interesting. And I it, like that. It's super... It, it's just excellent. Um, that is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I bought all of it. They came out. But I bought it seven bucks for the download, vinyl, CD, and two t-shirts. For seven bucks? <laughs> <laughs> all nice. for seven dollars? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. excellent. How about you, Daniel? What are you listening to? Uh, so I am going to do something that is neither local nor fresh. <laughs> uh, Beethoven's fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Dude. It's 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 transcendental. <laughs> uh, so I uh, just finished audiobooking uh, Keith Richards' autobiography, Life, which is uh, pretty pretty amazing. Just the uh, the scope of the autobiography, but uh, the audio audio audiobook on itself is read by like three different people. Keith Richards reads a little bit of it, which nice. is like not so good. <laughs> and then Johnny Depp takes over. Sure. And it's kind of annoying. Same dude. Yeah. <laughs> but then he slips into his like Captain Jack Sparrow voice, like maybe an hour in and he kind of stays there for a while. And then, Weird. and then without any warning, Oh, that's strange. This, <laughs> yeah, dude. without, without any warning, this like, incredibly thick accented British guy who's just like bombastic and incredibly uh, um, uh, animated he takes over and it's like it's like Jesus where the hell where this come from you? like you're not ready for it well is it during like I feel like what you've just said is, is by the by the time the 1980s roll around what? this bombastic dude comes in to uplift it because we know Keith Richards is certainly in some sort of gutter at that point yes well the, the bombastic guy came in the 70s when he was all coked up oh nice <laughs> oh. so maybe there was anyway I so see. so I listened to that and you know while I'm not like the biggest Stones fan by any means it was the first concert I saw in 94 I think yeah 94 um uh, and it just made me go back to the original, you know, uh, not Stones albums by albums, because I still don't think their album by albums are very good at all. But Some had, of them are really good, though. So I guess, I guess. I listened to a bunch, you know, as, as an adult, instead of being like a 15-year-old kid. 
And yeah, I never listened to it when I was a kid. Yeah, I just bought them. Yeah, but they they had the greatest hits that came out. It's like Hot Rocks, nineteen seventy, was sixty four to seventy one or something. Sure. And there's there's like twenty songs on there, and you know it's like if we would all be so lucky as musicians if we could write five songs as good as any of the 20 that are on there. Yeah. So even though they had a lot of albums and I'm kind of like poo-pooing, like yeah. well, the albums weren't good album to album, but they still put out such a, you know, the the, the um, industry was, was so different back then too. You'd put out two albums a year, three if you were, you know, really oh, hard you pressed. had to churn that shit. Yeah, out. and you were gigging and album. Gigging, yeah. album. Like there was no time. You were yeah. out 325 days yeah. a year. So yeah. and it just gave me a little appreciation to go back and listen to to that you know kind of what got me into music when I was a kid and uh, you know it informed a lot of what music became they were you know by essence like the first like real like rock and roll band yeah, yeah. and they uh, he, Keith Richards had an interview on Terry Gross I think last year the year before uh, when his album came out which is terrible um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he had this interview uh, in the interview she asked him like you know like the fuck did he say? <laughs> <laughs> You've had too much beer too, Mr. God, one. I, yeah. I did have it was the Pellegrino. And I did have half a Pellegrino. <laughs> Pellegrino. What he what he says, they're trying to see how long a rock star can can last. Oh, you know, because like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it's a young man's like how long should someone be, you know, a rock star? And he's like, Hey baby, we're we're still trying to find out, you know? Yeah. That was yeah. my Keith Richards impression. With a, a country drawl, yeah. for and whatever I, reason. And I did, I did fake hold a cigarette. You, that, yeah. was like, that was necessary. Yeah. No one saw it, but it, it happened. That yeah. was necessary. So there we go. Nice. How about you, Mike? What are you listening to? Um, well, related to... Um, so, Mike, what are you listening to? I'm listening to Built to Spill a lot. Hey, all right. Uh, nice. I bought You in Reverse a, maybe like five years ago, and I didn't get it at all. And last night I was listening to it, and it was um, uh, Liar came on, and yeah. I was like, I fucking understand this album now. Like, it, that is one of those bands. It literally took me like two years, and I would listen to it a lot because obviously I liked it. But yeah. that album. So what I did last night was I listened to their first album. Is that um, the one with Strange on it? Uh, something something fuck up is on it. Uh, okay. It's alternative. That's not the album. It's I'm called like. It's them as like a family portrait, yeah. like together. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. awesome. But <laughs> I listened to that first album um, just to get some scope of why something clicked. And uh, that first album is really good. And it's actually one of the few albums that I could appreciate that the drummer isn't fully there. He's not that good yet. Like you can tell they're still just a, ba- they're just a band. Like the first song is called The First Song. Oh, wow, nice. And so like you, hmm. the drummer's not f- like... The best on, the on that album, yeah, and the guitars—they're all still like figuring out. But the the texturizing of the guitar and the lyrics and like just I always the, thought that yeah, those two things are really the what make Built to Spill is yeah the, the texturizing of the guitar, but not in like a freaking uh, Radiohead way for that matter. Like I was a, gonna say, not in like a U two way, yeah, right? Definitely. It's not an edge texturizing. This is like real cool. Um, it's it's like splatter paint. Yeah, they use sound like that's splatter a really paint. good way to describe yeah, it. that's like, a really good way to describe it. And that's Absolutely. that's what I found because when I listened to you in reverse, I was listening to the songs I'd been listening to for two years, and um, I heard the noises on dynamic parts. Um, so like when they're about to end a song, they've gone through three different parts, and they're about to end a song, and then I'm hearing this guitar drone that's been going on for ten minutes. That I didn't oh, realize. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I've been listening to them a lot, and um, super cool. 
they're just sweet. Yeah. Like Do I good band. Yeah, and but and that's what's weird is I can relate to the guitarist and the singer, or I think he he does the licks like that while he does like vocals and stuff. Wow. And I can that's, relate. That's to I honestly don't know how that band writes their music. It's it's just so textured and huge and I think it just has foresight. Yeah. I think they understand the lyrics enough to mutually that they can add like musical texture to that's, emphasize. That's it. what a good band is. Or, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it de- I could see how they definitely have like a niche type thing because, like I said, it was the first album that I listened to. Or I don't like the drummer on the first album is like, this is not good. Like hey, he's, miss- he's missing <laughs> roles and stuff. But I, for, I could see how it could be like a family type mm. like niche. Band That's like early Modest Mouse a little bit. He totally. Wouldn't, totally. He, wouldn't, he wouldn't be a good baker, would he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. Uh, God. All right. That was terrible. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> segue. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting us right into our, our final bit here, which is uh, the beer. We went with. Um, and cre- you feel free to correct this me. This is if the I'm Sons wrong. of Ben. This is the Sons of Ben from yeah. Yards, another Philly uh, local brewery. Ninety-four. Um, That's when that first sound came out too. Nice. Interesting. Um, Yards all coming together today. Yards yeah. brewing yeah. Uh, their first uh, factory. What do you call it? A brew- brewery. Brewery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Pellegrino puts you over the edge. Their first brother. beer factory <laughs> was in this, you know, was in this neighborhood a mile away on Umbria Street. We're on Ridge Ave. If you're, uh, you know, if you know yeah. this, this area, but oh, that's awesome. So, or listen to the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> that was when I said we're on Ridge Ave. <laughs> See, we've had enough where we can start insulting each other oh, now. It's, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> this is the golden. But this moment. is, I think, this is new. I haven't seen it yet. Um, and, and I come up I, here yeah, pretty frequently. That is actually the crest of the Sons of Ben, um, the support group. I shouldn't call it a support group. Um, well, there's <laughs> a soccer ball the unions, on there. Uh, soccer, uh, rah rah Hooligans? guys. Hooligans, sure. Oh, so this is the hooligan. This bro. is the hooligan beer. Oh, oh, nice. And it's called a rowdy pale ale, so that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, sure, rowdy pale ale. Um, got some Belgian yeast. Got some pale malt. Got some uh, hometown pride as it states. Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch soccer at all, so great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I used to play, uh, and I don't anymore. But uh, let's let's check cheers. it out. Here. Cheers. cheers, cheers, gentlemen. Good shit. It's nice. like five percent. So uh, let's chug it. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, that's very. Um, that's I not really as like rowdy it. as I was expecting. It's very mild, but it's but the delicious. whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. the whole. There's no back end. There's not really a front end. It's all. It's it's it's. Yeah, you don't get exploded. Yeah. I'm actually very surprised. I bro. really like it. Wow, it's like old Ben really did bottle that lightning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it. <laughs> that and, he, and totally <laughs> redeem yourself. Yeah. That's exactly what this bottle is. It's it's it's, it's literally just like straight cascade. It's a cascade of Cascade hops. That's um, terrific. It's it's really good. Wow, I am really uh, pleased that this is one we landed on. Yeah, good mm. stuff. Um, and so too. I like the label too. You guys will check that out on the um, social medias. Yep. Yeah. 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 What yeah. is it? What is it? It's, like, it's an ore and a switchblade and a it, sickle. It's a sickle. Okay. It's a sickle. Yeah. Why? Sure. Why a sickle? Why an ore and a sickle? Um, uh, death maybe. <laughs> because I mean, Ben it's be is a, cross, a skull. Yeah. In this one, yeah. So Ben's a skull. Perhaps the sickle is for harvesting um, the wheat. There you go. And the uh, oh, that's good. The paddle that's is good. for. You got his lightning. You got the electricity in the key. Yeah, he also it. has a giant crack in his skull. I'm assuming for, oh, the, for the bell. Shit for the bell. This yeah. is oh, yes. it's like a, this is a great piece of micro labeling. Yes, as an art form. Quite a bit going on uh, there. Yards. What is the paddle? Crushing it. 
The paddle? Does yeah. that have anything to well, do with I mean, athleticism? Could that be uh No, it can't be a row. Uh, I mean, it can't be pen rowing, but right. I mean, the Schuylkill, perhaps? Who knows? Could be. That's just not a that's not a crew or... Do you like mix? Oh, it's not? No, I rode crew <laughs> in high school. Did you? I was on... What high school did you go to? LaSalle. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. I was, Mike, uh, we can't be friends with him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what does... I was damn good, too. My like, body was a, a finely tuned is machine. Is that because you're a giant? Um, <laughs> no, it's because we, we ran eight miles before we went on the water and rode 40. You are <laughs> built yeah. for a crew. I, I was, yeah, I guess you I'm built for a crew. large shoulders. Yeah, sure. And that is what enables a good crew. And I could eat McDonald's every day and not gain a pound. Now I just eat McDonald's every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And let the pounds pile on. Uh, No, that's not true. Actually, you look like you've slimmed down a bit. I'm trying. uh, I think it's the layers because it's the summer. No. I've been trying, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you do that to me. Don't take this from me. Concerted (laughs) effort. Concerted effort. Um, But this is is delicious. I'm really. And uh, does anybody know Latin? Oh, a no. uh, a a crew boy, you know I Latin? No. That had to have been a class. Well, Fidelis means. What does Fidelis <laughs> I mean? I failed trust. Spanish at least. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it says no. So we've got nothing, something, trust. Find them. So no end of trust. Never. Okay, we can. No well, end of. It looks like it looks like Finn. Yeah. Right. So no end of trust. Yeah. All right. Well, sure. I mean, be, sh- sh- I guess. I mean, uh, that's the closest <laughs> I think anyone's are going to come. Trustworthy. Do we have like a, a Latinman trust anywhere? No. Oh, that says add. No I, I did take it. It says add, not no. It says add. Oh. So in endless trust? In endless trust. Maybe. That's, sure, guys. In Sweet. endless we'll trust. We'll correct that uh, via social media. Trust. Nice. <laughs> in endless trust. Endless Cheers. trust. I like that. All right. So uh, before we go, make sure you. Uh, well, first, we hope you enjoyed this remote cast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, we have a few more that we're going to be doing. We'll be at Two uh, SP Brewery next week. Yep. Um, and then for you, uh, that'll be next month. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, and uh, and then after that cast, I'll, I'll I'll tell you the next the next few. But we're going to really try and get to some uh, breweries, bookstores, and record stores uh, yep. while the summer All lined is up. hot. Yep. Got mm-hmm. It's going to be up. very exciting. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be a blast. So. Um, uh, look forward to that, and um, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, Nick, take us away. Uh, make sure to check us out on social media and the like. You can go to facebook.com slash bookrecordbeer uh, podcast, at Twitter at uh, bookrecordbeer, and on Instagram at book.record.beer. We're also on iTunes, and apparently iTunes is going to let us see the analytics now, so we're going to see how many of you are listening. Uh, but make sure to star it, recommend it to people, enjoy it. Um, thank you very much and have a wonderful day. See that? I did it. <laughs> he did it. He's well done. Good. <laughs> well done. You got to bring noisemakers and shit. <laughs>those listeners keeping up with their reading our next episode will be a full-on kev's mom cast featuring michael Crichton's posthumously published dragon teeth and dinosaur pileup's new album 1111 the boys and i try and keep it fresh with some new releases and just a hint of the ridiculous so read listen and keep drinking my babies